0: And so you've seen this gigantic rise in telemedicine visits, and I think we're going to top over a hundred million visits this year. Where I think we were at twenty million last year, and maybe even higher than that.
1: Welcome to the Growing a Successful Orthopedic Practice Podcast. Join us every episode to hear from fellow medical practice administrators, staff, and physicians as we break down current issues affecting the industry and share real stories from guests on their way to growing a successful orthopedic practice. Let's get started.
2: Hello everyone, I'm Keith Landry with Insight Marketing Group, and we're talking about the future of telemedicine today. And we're joined by Dr. Michael Grywe, an orthopedic surgeon in the Cincinnati area, and more relevantly, the founder of two telemedicine platforms, Ortho Live and Spring Health Live. Thanks for joining us
0: today. Oh, thank you so much, Keith. Glad to be here.
2: Should be a fascinating discussion, and the telemedicine sector has been in a whirlwind since January, and you've been riding it the whole way. Have you had a chance to catch your breath yet?
0: Oh, it has been insane. It has absolutely been a whirlwind roller coaster. It's been a lot of fun, but we have sort of gotten to a point now where we're still continuing to grow. But it wasn't as, it's not as crazy now as it was in March or April. That was when things really were at their peak.
2: Yeah. So I want people who are watching this interview to understand the difference between the Ortho Live platform and the Spring Health Live platform, just so they have a little perspective.
0: Absolutely. So Ortho Live is specific to kind of orthopedics and musculoskeletal health, so we really focus on things like physical therapy, athletic trainers, orthopedic surgeons, bracing, things like that. That's how the Ortho Live platform functions, and it's kind of what we did first. We wanted to sort of perfect it in an area that I knew best, and that's really where Ortho Live came in. I'm an orthopedic surgeon by trade, and so that's kind of how we got started. And then we realized that that platform was really well-suited for other specialties, too. And so that's where Spring Health Live came in. And now Spring Health Live serves pretty much every other sector of medicine. We're focusing in on different areas that kind of need telemedicine, the most at this point in time, but it can really be used by almost anyone. So it's great. Those two platforms have been fun and we're doing great with both. Fantastic.
2: And I want people to understand because it would be easy to underestimate or just not see the genuine explosion in adoption of telemedicine by both medical practices and patients who found it pretty easy to use after they did it once just since
0: January. No question. I think what has been most amazing to see is that there was a little bit of pushback pre-January. And mm-hmm. we were still growing as a company and seeing a lot of adoption. But to the extent that COVID has been really rough on society, it has helped telemedicine adoption tremendously. And so you've seen this gigantic rise in telemedicine visits. And I think we're going to top over 100 million visits this year, where wow. I think we were at 20 million last year, and maybe even higher than that. So there really has been an absolute explosion. And most people are reporting a tenfold increase in the number of telemedicine. And visits that are being performed so it is really really incredible
2: absolutely amazing and there's no doubt that telemedicine is here to stay in the future why do you believe that doctors practices must offer it as part of their offerings to remain competitive in the future
0: yeah I think that is literally it I mean to stay relevant you have to offer telemedicine to patients patients right now are expecting telemedicine and so they want to be able to be offered that it's a lot more convenient for them they know it's feasible they know it's possible. In order to stay relevant in today's healthcare landscape, you have to be able to offer something from a telemedicine perspective. You have to be able to offer online visits. It's very critical for patients and for making sure that you stay at the cutting edge for patients and what they expect out of their physicians.
2: So let's look at a couple of issues, sort of bureaucratic industry, government issues about the future of telemedicine going forward. One of the big questions is to what extent are insurance companies going to reimburse doctors? doctors who do telemedicine visits. And some of that seems to be up in the air still.
0: Yeah, I think it is. But I mean, Keith, if you look at the way and the trend that was happening pre-COVID, mm-hmm. there were about 30 plus states that had what we call parity laws. That means that patients were getting in to see their doctor and whether they're doing it in the office or they were doing it via telemedicine, they were getting reimbursed the exact same amount. So even pre-COVID, we had the vast majority of states, commercial insurance wise, being reimbursed. Those physicians were getting reimbursed in the equal way. And now what I don't think it's going to happen, I don't think we're going to go back. I think we're going to continue to grow. I think we're going to see that growth continue to happen. And I don't anticipate going in a different direction, but I think it's just going to continue and we'll see that reimbursement happen.
1: Insight Marketing Group is your practice's complete marketing solution. Since 2006, we've helped practices just like yours attract and retain patients through traditional and digital marketing, Employee Engagement Programs, and Strategic Communications. Anyone can market your practice, but few can understand the dynamics behind decisions. We can do both, while providing measurable results and noticeable improvements. For just one flat fee, you'll get everything you need to market your practice and improve your online reputation. And yep, that even includes a new website. At Insight Marketing Group, we simplify your marketing so you can run your practice. Check out pricing and learn more at InsightMG.com today. That's InsightMG.com. You'll be glad you did.
2: And it'll be interesting because if the users, if the patients say, hey, we really want this, it's affordable, it's accessible, and it's safe, I don't have to go out during the pandemic and be exposed, do you feel like patients need to do some advocacy to make sure that gets pushed through?
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And I especially think Medicare is the one area because Medicare typically dictates sort of what happens across the insurance landscape. Mm-hmm. And one of the sad things was pre-COVID, patients who were on Medicare could not be seen in sort of an urban environment. Mm -hmm. via telemedicine. If they were in a rural environment, they could be. But now everything's changed so that Medicare recipients can be seen no matter where they are. And I hope for the sake of our Medicare population that that does not get reversed. And I think it's important and it's incumbent on patients everywhere to send letters to their lawmakers, the legislatures, to make sure that that does occur. I, I agree with you 100%, Keith.
2: And that's a great point. Seema Verma is the Trump administration's point person on Medicare. And she recently made public statements saying, that in her opinion, it has to go forward. The added access to Medicare during the pandemic must remain in place in the future because she believes it's not in the best interest for all Medicare patients, or some of them at least, to have to go to in office visits. She sees the benefit of having some of them get the telemedicine visits. So that's the point, person at the yeah. Trump administration speaking out on that.
0: Yeah, I think that really says all I needed to hear is when I heard that come out, I think it was last last week sometime, I really felt like we were on the right track here. We have our leadership understanding how important it is, not only for the convenience of the patient, but now for the safety of the patient as well. And so I really feel like it's a smart move by the leadership to make sure that that continues to be pushed forward. And I don't really see things going back the way that they were. I think we're going to continue to see this telehealth pendulum continue to swing in the right direction.
2: Interesting. Let me give just a little more context of the government administrators of Medicare, which we refer to as CMS during the pandemic have made the standards easier for Medicare to reimburse the doctors that do these telehealth visits for Medicare patients. and So that's sort of the overlying issue here is where does that go in the future? And this
0: is a big deal for the future of telemedicine. No question. No question. I mean, the fact that physicians can get reimbursed from Medicare for telemedicine visits anywhere in the United States is a really critical thing to help push telemedicine forward because physicians are not going to do something that they don't get reimbursed for in most cases. I mean, there's extenuating circumstances where we do the best that we can when we need to. But in general, if you want something to continue to be successful, you need to make sure that it gets reimbursed. And that's exactly what's happened here.
2: Dr. Grabby one last question for you on the future of telemedicine. And it's the issue of doctors practicing telemedicine across state lines, which I believe they can now during the pandemic? And it'll be interesting to see if you can put that genie back in the bottle or not.
0: Well, that's a good question. That is the one where I'm not sure what's going to happen. I am not sure whether or not we're going to be allowed to practice across state lines, Mm -hmm. but I still think, I think that potentially there's been such a great ability for us to reach portions of the population that may be in a poor service area. They don't have physicians close by. It's important for us to be able to reach them. And if someone's not in their state offering telemedicine, but could be happening from another state. So I think it's a reasonable thing to continue to allow. And so we'll see what happens with that.
2: Dr. we can you just give us the two web addresses for OrthoLive and Spring Health Live in case somebody who saw this wants to go get some more information?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If anyone wants more information, they can reach out on our websites. It's www.ortholive.com and www.springhealthlive.com.
2: All right, Dr. Michael Grywe, we sure appreciate your insights today on the future of telemedicine. And we'll do this again soon so folks can stay updated
0: through you. All right. Thanks so much, Keith. I appreciate it. It's great to be here.
1: Thanks for listening to the Growing a Successful Orthopedic Practice podcast. Please consider pressing subscribe on your podcast player so you never miss a future episode. And if you haven't given us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts already, we ask that you take a spare minute to help us reach and share our medical practice growth stories with peers.